0: Hello. In today's Physician Edition episode, we are covering Benefit Updates. These are the free purchase riders on disability insurance contracts. I hope you enjoy.
1: Hi, I'm Scott and this is Amber. Today, we're going to talk you a little bit about the differences between a future purchase option and a benefit update feature
0: contracts that offer a free increase rider, they do have some strings attached. You have to be mindful of the different requirements that are mandatory as part of the contract. So typically a future purchase option that is free is only offered once every three years. And in addition, you have to go through that checkpoint with the, uh, with the carrier. And if you don't meet If you don't participate in the checkpoint, checking in and doing the anniversary requirements, you can actually have your benefit increase writer or benefit update writer, or otherwise known as a purchase writer, It can be forfeited. So you really need to be mindful of every three years, what your steps are, what you have to do to keep that that satisfied as far as the carrier's guidelines.
1: Yeah, that's true. I often refer to it like this. When you buy an option, you control it. Whenever it's given to you, they control it. So you do need to be sure that your address is always updated so that you get mail that they're Mm -hmm. going to send to you. Make sure your email and phone number with your representation is updated so that when they get notices that they're able to get with you. Um, But some BPRs, as we know, they've got a couple of little extra features on them that I do like and I always like to make mention so that we don't miss opportunities or or obligations as one might have, Um, but they are, Simple things. You move from one job to another where you lose some group insurance. Mm-hmm. That's an accelerator yeah. that, does, that allows you not to have to wait for three years. If you have a, a large income increase, some contracts have a 20% or greater mm-hmm. income increase to trigger them. Others have 50 Others yet have none. So, you know, it's important to really pay attention to what you're getting because, once again, free is free, but free doesn't really necessarily mean you control everything, and so you need Mm. to be careful.
0: One other thing to think about when you're looking at a future purchase option that is free that sits on the contract for free, when you get to the point that you're actually eligible to buy more coverage, you have two choices, and they give they, the insurance company or the advisor should help you run some of these calculations, the amount that they they propose that you're eligible for, if you don't want to take that increment, you must be at 50% of that maximum amount that they propose to you. And if you feel like buying something in the middle, you technically can, but then you're going to forfeit your purchase rider for future use.
1: Well, some some calculation will fit in there, and some of them won't. Because the typical number is you have to have and maintain seventy five percent, you know, of the eligible benefit. Some cares will go down to fifty yeah. percent. So it just depends. Um, once again, it's a matter of trying to explain, you know, to your representation. What is it you think is going to happen economically in your income, and tailoring a contract that's going to fit your growth model, along with what your need model might be. Mm -hmm. You know, we're big fans of buy what you need, option what you might want, but you need to be careful because sometimes those options may or may not fit, and. You know, the more foresight you've got into what, what you're trying to get accomplished will give us or any represent, representative you know, the best option to, to tailor to, to really you know, be built for you. So,
0: future purchase options or the ones, the FIOs, the, the increase options you are purchasing, there's no right or wrong. It's really just what works for you and looking at the price per dollar and what your needs are. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, certainly. The the FIO process, where you're buying a pool of assets to be utilized in the future based upon you know financial justification, um, you get to control it. You know, you might be eligible for fifteen thousand dollars a month, and you might say, I'm not interested in fifteen. I want six. There's more and control. You've got and... the absolute ability to do that.
0: With FIO, there are no mandatory requirements, so that's another thing that that might be nice for for some of you. So that's another thing to consider as part of that flexibility that comes with the FIO, but there is a cost associated with that.
1: But as a side note, where you (laughs) may not have any obligations, sometimes we find clients push that opportunity off, and sometimes they end up with a claim and now they potentially are underinsured. So even though you may not have to do anything, you may not be compelled per contract, Mm -hmm. you probably still want to have a a very quick review to understand Mm -hmm. what are your needs and does your policy satisfy those needs if a claim were to happen.
0: So although there's no mandatory requirement, we recommend you evaluating that on an annual basis and just check in. Um, The important thing to know is with the the free purchase writers that you have to follow some steps depending upon certain years. You want to keep track of that. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Amber show physician's edition. For more information about this podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at Amberstit.com. For more information about physician insurance contracts, please listen to the entire Physician Edition podcast series or visit us at mddisabilityquotes.com. Thank you for listening.